Head coach Mike Desimo talking Raging Cajuns football. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Thrilled and honored to be having our next guest on. He is Raging Cajuns head football coach Mike Desimo going into year two, talking about how we talk about it with all the time with players about how the game slows down. How much does it slow down for a new head football coach? Uh, we do talk about the quarterback situation and when maybe he will name a starting quarterback for the Raging Cajuns. And we talk about the defense. Uh, also, the Cajuns have a knack for finding undervalued offensive linemen, one that is a former Raging Cajun and now formerly with the four Florida Gator, uh, Gators will be drafted uh, by the NFL uh, this week. And we do get an update on injured wide receiver Michael uh, Jefferson, uh, who is uh, apparently doing much better than before. Uh, with no further ado. Let's have it. It is Michael Desimo, head coach of the Raging Cajuns football team. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Welcoming in once again, the head coach of the Louisiana Raging Cajuns football team, Mike Desimo. I probably asked you this question before, coach. I've asked other Raging Cajuns head coaches this question, so you kind of have to know that it's coming. Who is the Raging Cajuns starting quarterback? Yeah, no, you know, I mean, really, it's a, it's a fun spot to be. You know, we're, we're in a really good place where you've got three guys that you feel really confident can win games. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I was hoping Zion and Chandler were going to be able to go at it all spring. Uh, and I thought certainly you'd be able to figure out kind of where it fell there. Um, you know, with Chandler not being able to go, you know, uh, that meant Zion got a lot of reps. And that was certainly a good thing for him. Um, you know, coming out of it, I feel completely confident that Zion Chris could go out there and be the starting quarterback. Um, you know, Chandler played really well last year, and I just think there's some value in the competition. Um, so this summer, you know, we're going to let them compete. We're going to try to move pretty quickly, you know, as quickly as we can in summer and fall camp to uh, to decide it. But, um, you know, those, you know, and Ben included, you know, Ben is just going to be kind of a wait and see where he's at coming off of that injury and how fast he can get back. But, um, you know, we're really we, – we've got a good problem right here um, where you've got – three guys that compete really well. So we're going to let them compete. And uh, whoever wins the job will certainly uh, put our team in a really good position to win football games. All right. So we've talked about this on lockdown before to update people that they don't know. Ben Woldrich out with a knee injury since November. Uh, Chandler Fields had a non-athletic injury that he had to have surgery on. And so that left Zeon Chris, like you said, to take all the reps. How did you, you know, measure and, and not measure is the right word, but how did, how did you control you know, his shoulder where he's not icing it down every, every, uh, after every practice. Cause he's getting all the reps. Usually you split those up and he's taking every single one of them. I think he said after the spring game that he was throwing like a hundred passes during practice. Yeah. So he, he took all the ones and twos reps. Um, you know, the threes reps, we, uh, we worked Lance there a little bit. Um, we have some plans to use him in a wildcat, uh, format, you know, for the season. So that allowed him to get some quarterback reps, um, which was good. You know, I think the biggest thing was, you know, arm care and management. You know, Zion is young and he's really physically very strong and mature. Um, so, you know, we kind of constantly kept an eye on how many he was throwing. You know, we managed the indie, you know, where typically quarterbacks go an individual and they throw, 
I mean, they throw more balls than they throw in practice. So we cut down the throwing in Indy where his reps were really more in the team settings. Um, and then Indy worked on footwork <clears throat> and eye progression, things like that. So, you know, um, we, we really were in constant communication with him and, Hey, how are you feeling? You know, and all those things, but, uh, he held up really well, um, did a good job, you know, and kind of what we talked to him about was look, you know, no throwing on the off days, you know, really rest, you know, don't want you doing any of that, which. Uh, we're doing lockdown Sunbelt with head coach of the Louisiana Raging Cajuns, Mike Desimo. All right. So tell us the, uh, the improvement or how, how are you handling Zion Chris? Because he, he didn't play a whole lot last year and then he got to play in the bowl game and played uh, pretty well. So how do you, you, you got Chandler Fields with all his experience and then, you know, say you were competing. How, how does, how do you set that up where Chandler knows what he knows but Zion doesn't isn't quite, you know, have that experience yet. Well, I think the good thing about it is when you have a quarterback that is experienced and is veteran, um, you don't have to dial back the offense, you know, so that a young guy can catch up and you throw everything against the wall and you see what he can figure out, you know, because mm. you certainly feel like we've got a really good team coming back. You know, we have a lot of guys that gained really significant experience. That's going to be important for us this year in a lot of different positions. And, um, you know, I, you don't want to limit what you can do offensively or as a team because of, you know, one player when you have other options. So, you know, that's the approach we took with Zion was no, like, let's, let's install it. Let's throw it all, throw it all out there and let's see what he can handle. And, uh, you know, the, the, the playbook part of it, he knows really well. He's a really smart kid and he understands it. He's done a great job with the concepts in the past game and understand the reads and progressions. Um, I think the thing that always takes a little bit longer, that a lot of people don't realize is the pass protections. Um, you know, our, our quarterback certainly has a lot of say in how we protect it and who we, who we're working to and how we're going to slide the protection, all those things. Uh, and that's where I think for a young quarterback, that's where you kind of start to see the difference in the older guys and the younger guys. And, uh, you know, for Zion, that's something that he really needs to work on in the offseason is really mastering those protections. And it's not even really not knowing them or understanding them, but being comfortable with clearly communicating exactly what he wants done. So at the end of the day, that's the most important thing is that he understands where the issues are. Um, and that's where those older guys, they know that because they've been in that meeting room for three, four, five years. And they know, well, the, they they are the final authority in protections. Um, so I think for Zion, it's just getting comfortable and saying, no, this is how I want to get it fixed. This is where I want the protection going and making sure everybody's on the same page. But uh, he's made big strides there. Um, but that's going to be the big thing for him this summer going into fall camp is making sure he masters those protections. All right, let's take a time out. We'll come back with more of our conversation with head coach Mike Desimo of the Louisiana Raging Cajuns and how much it did slow down for him or has slowed down for him in year number two. But first, let's talk a little fan duel. Grand slams, no hitters and double plays are back. And there's no better place to play and get in on all the action, Major League Baseball action, than on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Place your first bet and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, Dave Schultz, back with more Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. 
Let's get back to our conversation with Mike Desimo and how things have potentially slowed down for him in year number two. Uh, Mike Desimo, Raging Cajuns head football coach on Lockdown Sun about your team every day. You're heading into year number two. How is the offense different than from the team you inherited? And do you tweak it to, you know, do you expect the players to tweak to you or do you tweak it to who you have as players? I think that's the fun part of, of putting it together as a coach is that every year you've got different players with different strengths. Um, and I think as a coach, I, I think you'd be foolish not to try to use your players' strengths. Um, you know, this year we're in a much better spot up front on the offensive line. We've got way more competition there. We've got a lot of guys who played last year and some of the additions we added last year are really growing up and, and coming along. So, um, you know, at running back, those guys – gained some really good experience last year. They've done a good job this spring. So hopefully we can get back to running it much more effectively than we did, especially earlier in the year last year. But um, some of the things that we added in the past game last year, you know, we threw it a little bit more often earlier in possessions, earlier in the downs, um, and that stuff paid off for us. Uh, you know, at receiver, you do have a handful of guys that are coming back that have played quite a bit, but you're going to have a lot of new faces there. So last year we felt like we we're going to have to throw it a lot early until we could get the O-line going and the running backs in the run game. This year, you know, hopefully we can be pretty balanced early on, but certainly you'd expect to be able to run the ball a little bit better um, while some of those young receivers get it figured out. You know, we've got a talented group, you know, obviously behind Pete and Jake, um, you know, you've got Charles Robertson and Jaden Johnson and some of these guys that really have a lot of potential. Um, you know, at X, Lance really showed some promise last year and played really, really well at the end of the year. Um, and he's still learning the position. Um, and then behind him, you know, you got a handful of guys that are competing. So um, you expect, you know, Jake and, and Pete and Neil Johnson and some of those guys to carry the load while, you know, the rest of those guys, you figure out who are the guys that can you can depend on under the lights. And so um, that's what makes it fun. You know, every year is you're trying to figure out how the team fits, what's going to help this team win. And for us, you know, I don't know. You know, differently, I think you just try to call things that your team is is doing the best at the time, you know, try to get the ball moving and build some confidence. But, um, you know, that's kind of what the summer and, and the fall camp is for, is you figure out who are the guys that are making plays and what do you have to do offensively to win. And, um, you know, I believe in being balanced. I believe in spreading the ball around the field. Uh, and for us, you know, that's certainly what we want to be able to do. You know, you want to be two-dimensional on offense. Lockdown, Sunbelt, your team every day. We're talking with the Louisiana Raging Cajuns, Mike Desimo. All right, you're in year number two as head coach. A little bit different because you took over basically in your hometown. Uh, and so your head wasn't quite spinning as much as other guys who have to move, find a place to live, put kids in school, bring in the head coach, you know, bring in more coaches and stuff. So some of that was taken care of. But what is, what is spring football in year two differently? How much have things, you know, we ask, like probably your quarterback, things need to slow down. How much of things slow down for you now heading into year two of, you know, being a head coach at Louisiana? Yeah, quite a bit. Uh, you know, last year, um, you know, when, when I, when I was named the head coach, you know, at the end of, uh, still not over that you kept that from me at the Sunbelt championship game. I'm still not over it. <laughs> yeah, it was, I was sworn to secrecy. So, you right, know, he, right. take it up with Dr. Maggard, I guess. I will. Um, I will. Yeah. Good. Uh, <laughs> You know, there was a lot of change um, within the program, you know, and, and probably, you know, I think in the era that we're in now, you know, where you've got the transfer portal, that's always a possibility. You know, there was just a lot of roster. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know, I guess turmoil, you know, I guess is really what it was. Uh, right. You know, we just we, we lost, you know, in the end, we ended up losing 12 scholarship offensive linemen, 
from the year before. And so, you know, you, you had just a lot of those holes in there and, you know, truthfully, you know, and, and Dave, you know me well enough to know, I mean, I want to build it with high school kids, um, with young guys that you can get in the program and develop. And, you know, I felt like for us in the long run, we were going to be better off going that route. And, you know, I knew last year, certainly at different spots, you, you know, we were going to, we were going to have, we we're going to have some challenges. Um, and last year at this time, I, I knew what the challenges were after spring, you know, after you get through 15 practices, uh, but our roster is much more settled this year. Um, you know, we've been fortunate. We've been able to keep the entire coaching staff together and intact. Um, so you just feel like there's a little bit more synergy. There's a little bit more. Uh, we're a little bit more in sync than we were. Uh, you know, we've certainly got a lot of position battles that are going on. Um, but that's a good thing. You know, last year we we kind of had a set of a, a group of starters. Uh, and then there was a huge gap between the depth as backups. And this year, I think you've got a lot of guys that are fighting for starting position and playing time and who's going to play the most. And I think we've got a really talented young team um, that certainly got to play last year. Um, and now it's, it's their turn. So uh, for us, you know, and for me sitting here, you know, I feel a lot better where we're at, you know, in year two coming out of spring, feel like we're much further along than we were last year. Uh, you know, and, and it's been fun, you know, right now I'm doing exit meetings with our players, uh, I meet with every one of them on the team and, you know, just to hear their insight on where they see things and kind of where they are and where we were last year. Um, our team's in a really good spot and it's a year two is typically the year where things start to settle down a little bit. You really kind of start to start to get your bearings and, you know, even as familiar as I was with this place and with what I wanted to do. Um, you know, certainly, you know, I'll be the first to admit I, I made made plenty of mistakes in the first year that, you know, I've had to do a lot of self-reflecting on and, and make sure that I do some things to help our players have more success. Talking to Mike Desimo, head coach of Louisiana Raging Cajuns, locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. All right. The Cajuns have done a really good job over the last few years of um, picking out undervalued offensive linemen. You mentioned the offensive lineman. One of the transfers was Osiris Swords a three-star who ends up with the Cajuns. Robert Hunt, I'm not sure, wasn't any star when uh, he was recruited. That was actually a couple of coaches ago. And uh, Kevin Dotson. And so that's at least three offensive linemen from the Cajuns that are going to be playing pro ball. What is it about the Raging Cajuns being able to identify offensive linemen that others don't want to seem to take a chance on? You know, I think the big thing is that where we're at, you know, we, we don't have to uh, – we don't have to compromise ourselves by recruiting rankings. Um, you know, we truly get to go out and evaluate the, the pressure in some other places to sign these classes that have, you know, because rankings matter. Um, it's never been important to us here. Um, you know, we, we, we value our own opinions. Uh, we work really hard to be very thorough um, with these guys and with their coaches and with their families and making sure they're the right types of fit. And, uh, you know, we do consider ourselves to be a program of development. And for us, that means that sometimes you're taking guys that you see the traits in and you know you might not get the return on investment for two years, uh, but you take these traits and they're the right kind of people and you know that they've got the characteristic around some really good young offensive linemen that we've taken um, that were not highly recruited. You know, Max Mitchell's in the same category there. Right. Um, you know, and, and we took them, but you see the traits that they have and the growth that they've had throughout their high school careers. And then you know that they're the type of kids that are going to come in here and work.
to a certain standard and work with a purpose. And I've been fortunate enough to get to see that, you know, Hunt and Dotson were here when I got here, but they were just coming off of red shirt years. And uh, so I got to see what they were early in their careers. And, you know, you, you watch these guys and you can just tell there are certain, when you recruit kids, I think you always try to look for characteristics in them that you see in players you've already had that have been successful. Uh, that's, that's like the, you know, recruiting is certainly not a science. You know, we miss on both ends, right? Sometimes you think they're going to be really sure. good and they're not. Sometimes you take one that you're not so sure about and they end up being great. So you try to see the kids that remind you of guys you've had that have had success. And uh, I've been fortunate enough to get to see that. And certainly we value a line play. We have two offensive line coaches, um, you know, and, and we work really hard because that's, that's where, you know, that's where it starts. And that's, what's made us different is, not only the the upper level players we've had, but certainly the depth that we've been able to play. You know, in in twenty one, we played ten guys every game regularly, mm-hmm. um, and most people don't do that. You know, for us last year, you know, we, we were struggling to find seven that we felt really could go out there and play. And um, you know, I think the depth is what makes us a whole lot better, and it's made us unique in the past. So, uh, you know, that's what we're trying to you're trying to get to where you got eight eight in particular that you feel need to play every game. Um, and certainly hopefully you get to 10 where you feel like you've got a true two deep that can go out there and go win games for you. Probably not going to give you quite as much credit on the Max Mitchell fine since we had, or the Cajuns had Elijah uh, on the team and someone saw the film and say, Oh, how's this guy getting all these yards? Oh, the guy was in front of him was Max Mitchell. So maybe not quite as much credit uh, for him. Uh, talking to Mike Desimo, Louisiana Raging Cajuns, Locked On Sun Belt podcast. All right, defensively, where are you? We've been talking a lot of offense. Defensively, where are the Cajuns? Yeah, so defensively, uh, you know, I, I think you will start up front. Obviously, uh, I think that's where it always starts. You know, you're losing Zion on that defensive line. That without it, I mean, anyone would be sitting here. They'd be crazy to tell you that that's an easy replacement. Uh, you know, the thing was that last year is we had a lot of. A lot of the other guys playing on the D-line alongside Zion had really had no experience. Uh, and some of them were older players that had never really played here much. Uh, now you've got a group of guys that have played quite a bit, you know, with Jordan Lawson, Marcus Weiser, Sonny Hazard, Mason Narcisse, uh, Nigel McGriff. you got a group of kids that have played a whole lot in our offense. Uh, and then certainly we've added a couple players, uh, you know, Kadarius Miller and, uh, and Antoine Bayless that really – have been a good fit for us this spring. So you've got depth. And I think the way you replace someone like Zion, you don't go one for one, man. I mean, that guy was a really good player here for a long time. You have to do it with depth and everyone has to elevate their play. Um, So we feel really good about that group that we have up front. Um, At times last year, I think they played really, really well. Um, As the year went on, you know, injuries start to kind of add up and some things, you know, got some guys that kind of, you know, some things happen where they're not available to play. Uh, and certainly you saw the wear and tear at the end of the year. So we know that we've got to be same thing. You know, you talk about the O-line, but on D-line even more. So you got to be at least too deep uh, the way that we want to play, where those guys can play full tilt. You know, Zion played less snaps last year than he's ever played and was way more mm. productive. So sure. our, our guys see the value in, hey, you know, having depth and having guys that can come in there and play really well and, that group is going to be good. We signed a great little freshman class um, that I think is going to be really good players at some point. I think it's always hard to say that an O lineman or a D lineman as a true freshman will really be able to play and be effective. Uh, but at some point, 
you know, those guys will be good players here and they've got to develop along the way, but we've got a good older core group that they've got a little bit of time to figure it out. Uh, you know, at linebacker, it's kind of funny, you know, it's two years in a row, you lose your two start inside linebackers. Um, mm. And it's, it's a, it's a unique thing to be in, but you know, I talk about it quite a bit on this, on this show with you just now is how many guys we've played over time. Uh, right. You know, in, in last year, Quibdo and Moncrief, they played, you know, almost 50% of the snaps the year before they stepped in and played really well last year, you know, uh, Certainly, Casey Osai, I think, has, has really stepped up and had a great spring. You know, he's a, he's an impact player, you know, but he and Jasper, they both played quite a bit last year behind Quibb and Moncrief. Uh, you know, Kendra Gant, you add him to the mix. He's very versatile. He can play on the edge. He can play inside. Uh, you know, Caleb Edwards is a young player that last year was a true freshman, played a lot of special team snaps and played, you know, a handful of snaps in games for us on defense. So, you got Casey and Jasper coming back with Gant and Caleb uh, right there um, in the mix competing for those spots. So, you know, you got a good group right there, guys that have experience. Certainly they're both first-year starters, but, uh, you know, you feel good about the body of work, you know, that they've done in the past. You know, at outside backer, you got Cam Whitfield, who's tremendously talented, um, you know, young player that played last year for us and did well in spots. And, you know, and then you got uh, Tyler Guidry, who, you know, Tyler's – six-year guy has been here a long time he's played on special teams you know he's done a lot for us uh and now it's his turn to really have a significant role in this defense and to go out there and go make an impact and he had a great spring it's like he's got new life in him with a new role coming up and you know that's part of it you know sometimes you got guys that are day one starters and contributors and some guys like tyler who are role players for a long time that now They've been in the program. They've done it the right way a long time, and and he's going to have a, a big year for us. So, you know, that linebacker group, a lot of experience, even though not a lot of starters back, uh, you know, replacing Andre Jones and, you know, Moncrief and Quibb, but a lot of guys that have played quite a bit. So, um, you know, excited about those guys getting the opportunity to go out there and go play. Um, you know, at corner, you know, Trey Amos has had his best spring, and I, and I think Trey Amos is really a special player. Um, and he's finally playing with the confidence that we've been trying to get out of him. Caleb Anderson um, has really stepped up and played well in spots last year, um, had a great spring. You know, I think losing Eric Garrett is kind of the question that everybody says, well, who do you replace him with at field corner? Uh, you know, and you got some guys battling out there. You know, Amir McDaniel has been here for a long time, too, and he's played in some spots last year, played well. This spring really stepped up and competed. Um, similar skill set to Eric, you know, a little bit smaller corner. Really, you know, cat quick, short area quickness. Um, you know, and the big thing for him is mentally, can he get his game where Eric's was? Because that was what Eric was just really smart football player. Uh, you know, and then you got Justin Agu and uh, Keon Martin who are competing for some time behind him. So, you know, you got a lot of competition all over the place here. And, um, you know, I, I kind of talked to the DBs about it a little bit. It kind of it, it's that's what you want it to be, you know, when uh when Percy Butler was here and, you know, like in 21, you had Percy, Cam Solomon, Cam P and uh, Braylon Trahan, all four of those guys week in and week out. You didn't know who was going to start. You know I mean? I remember mm. Percy got drafted in the fourth round and one of the scouts was like, well, why didn't he start, you know, four games? And I said, well, it's because, you know, the other guy played better than him the week before and practiced better. That's the way we did it. And uh, it made Percy a better player. It made our secondary better and certainly made us better as a team. So, um, that's the competition that you want. And our kids, they understand, 
You know, this guy got drafted in the fourth round and didn't start four games his senior year. You know, it's just it's not I mean, we weren't mad at him. You know, he played right. just as much as he always did. It's just it, it made the competition made us better and made him better. And, uh, you know, you kind of round out that defensive group with our star, um, you know, Sam overhang to the field. And we moved Cam P there uh, and he, he really fits there, you know, really well for us. He does a great job, puts him a little bit closer to the action. Uh, he gets to be a little bit more involved in the game as a blitzer, you know, in coverage, uh, you know, and playing in the apex, you know, he's such a headsy player, you know, when you have him out there kind of, you know, playing some of those high lows and things in zone, it, it, it he, he presents some challenges out there, man, because he's just a headsy, really good football player. So, uh, you know, defensively, we're excited, lost a lot of good pieces there. Um, but I do think we got better depth than we had last year. And I think that's, that's where you got to make up for losing big time impact players is you got to do it in numbers and uh, everyone's got to elevate their game a little bit. All right, let's take one more time out. We'll wrap up our conversation with Mike Decimo right after this. Uh, he does give us a little bit of an update on injured wide receiver, Michael uh, Jefferson, but don't miss out on locked on's NFL mock draft special is here. It's bigger than ever. Follow along all 32 teams. First pick in a six episode ultimate mock draft experience. Only locked on can deliver. All episodes are available now on Locked On NFL Draft on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. All right, let's wrap up things with Mike Decimo. Uh, not only does he give us an update on Michael Jefferson, but whether we know or not, when does he personally like to have a decision on his starting quarterback? All right, let's wrap things up. A couple more quick questions for Mike Desimo, head coach of Louisiana Raging Cajuns, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Really tragic news a couple of weeks ago. Uh, former Cajuns wide receiver Michael Jefferson in a car accident, a serious car accident. He has been released from the hospital reportedly. Uh, and actually, I didn't realize this maybe at the time, but he's from Mobile, Alabama, where I just spent some time. I used to run at Murphy High all the time. Do you have any update that you can share with us uh, what his condition is? So, you know, I, I think there's a, there are a lot of things floating around out there. Um, and, and his family, they're, they're, they don't want a whole lot out. Um MJ has been in good spirits, you know, every time we've spoken to him, um, he's been in really good spirits. You know, I found out, I guess, on uh, the Tuesday after Easter and uh, ended up getting on him with FaceTime that day. And, uh, you know, he was in really good spirits and he's handling it really well. Okay. Uh, he's in a rehab facility right now and he's starting to move around. I know he's he's walking and he's on the way back, uh, you know, from everything that, that they're telling us. He's expected to make a full recovery. It's just going to take some time. Um, but you know, Michael is a, is a kid that, you know, you hate when things like this happen because he's, he's a good kid, you know, and everything he's done, he's always put his team first and he's done things the right way here. And, uh, our, t his, his teammates, you know, they've, they've kept in constant contact and they've called him. They keep me up to date. Mm. You know, I, I don't want to bombard him and the family. I know they're talking to a lot of people. So, uh, you know, our, our kids, uh, you know, they just they just want him to get his opportunity too. But you know, so that that's that's about the extent of it. The details of the wreck and things like that, I don't know. But I, I know he's 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 in a good spot mentally, and um, you know, and he's if anybody's going to work to come back, it'll be him. All right, so we'll uh, we'll wrap it up with where we started. It's one thing when I find out, or basically when you tell us who the starting quarterback is. But as a former quarterback playing college ball and now head coach, when do you like to have that decision? When do you, not, even not necessarily when you share it with the players, but when do you want to have that decision made? You know, I mean, I think the sooner the better. Um, 
certainly, you know, I mean, like I said, I was hoping we would have been to get through spring and be able to say, okay, you know, it's Chandler or Zeon, mm. you know, pending Ben's recovery. Um, and then he's in the mix, but, uh, sure. you know, I, I just think that you owe it to the team and to, you know, when you feel like you've got the options there that can really go out there and go play well and go win. And all three of those guys have really proven that on the field. Uh, so, you know, we're going to let it go as long as it needs to go. Um, would love to know early on in fall camp if it lasts that long where you can make that decision, you can start working that direction. But, you know, at the end of the day, our team is really confident in those guys. Our coaching staff is really confident in those guys. And, you know, you've got you got three kids that have that have really worked their tails off to be in contention. So, you know, you, you got to let the thing play out where you get the best you get the best chance to go and win football games in the fall. And, you know, we got three kids right there that it matters a whole lot to. Um, they've all got really they've got the ability that you need. They've all got the leadership qualities that you want. And, you know, it's a uh, it's a good situation for us to be in. He's Mike Desimo, head coach of the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. If we don't see it beforehand, coach, we'll see it at uh, Sunbelt Media Days in New Orleans. I really appreciate your time and we'll certainly see you during uh, fall camp. Thanks, coach. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate you having me.